Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Well, of course... The day where we get the most data that we have to talk about here on the program is also the day where I got absolutely slammed at work. I had a whole bunch of meetings, and then I had a meeting outside of work I had to go to. (laughs) Just that's the way it works, right? It's it's. I'll tell you, it's it's a little bit more difficult doing a daily show when you have a job that isn't based on doing a show, (laughs) but. We're going to make it happen here. Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. And yeah, I mean, it was a busy day. We got a ton of data. We're going to talk about um, home builder confidence. We're going to talk about retail sales. We got global inflation to get to. And in fact, we have so much that we have to talk about. We are not going to get to some of the local data that we got on the housing market. We'll save that for a future podcast. Very soon, we will be talking about it. But let's let's start from the beginning. So at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, that would be Wednesday morning, we started out with some global inflation data. We got some data from the UK, and it was a little unexpected. So in the UK, we saw the annual inflation rate rise to 4%. That was up from 3.9% in November and was actually up from the forecast. They thought it was going to fall 3.8%. It actually increased. to It's not a huge jump, but it does highlight that not just the United States is dealing with stickier inflation than maybe some were projecting. And we saw not necessarily a similar result because economists did think we were going to see inflation rise in the euro area, but it did rise. So in the euro area, inflation rose, the annual rate rose to 2.9%. That was up from 2.4% in November, and it was only the second increase that we had seen all year, the other one coming in April. And so what we're seeing, as I mentioned, is inflation very similar to the U.S. where we saw a steep decline from the highs and now we're seeing inflation sort of jump around between four and two percent and the question is how are we going to get inflation back down to that two percent target rate because that's that's where most central banks want to see inflation not just the U.S. but in the U.K. and the euro area uh, and elsewhere and so this shows us that yeah we are going to see this sort of moving around. It's not just going to be a straight line. We're not just going to go back down to 2%. We're going to see it jump up, hopefully get it back down. But we're not the only ones who are dealing with this stickier inflation problem. And normally, that would be a great thing, at least for rates here in the U.S. Because what we're seeing in the U.S. and over the last month, we've seen rates rise ever since it sort of dropped In the middle of December, we saw a big drop end of November, beginning of December. And since the middle of December, we've seen rates rise. A lot of it has to do with the data that we've gotten. We've gotten a little hotter inflation data. 
we've gotten strong labor market data and just signs that the economy is not cooling off like they would have thought. And, and, and we're seeing evidence from Fed officials and they're saying, whoa, actually, you know, maybe these four rates, rate cuts that everyone's been pricing in, maybe that's not going to happen or it's going to happen over a longer period of time. But because of that, you have seen rates rise here in the U.S. And you thought, okay, with this inflation data, highlighting that other countries are dealing with this the same way, there maybe isn't somewhere else to go. You know, because let's face it, like if we saw inflation plummet in some of these other places, um, that could be a sign that the U.S. is having issues. And so therefore our rates are going to have to stay higher. But if everyone's dealing with the same problem, supply chain issues, whatever it may be, it kind of jumbles the data a little bit. And so you would think that, oh, we're seeing rising inflation in the U.S. or excuse me, in places outside of the U.S. Maybe that would be a good thing for rates here in the U.S. And and maybe that would have been the case. Unfortunately, we got some data that is going to push rates higher. And that's exactly what happened. So at 8.30, we got retail sales data. And I mentioned this yesterday, both here on the podcast and in the newsletter, that if we saw a higher number than was expected, it would, you know, it, w- it would give evidence that there's still some strength among U.S. consumers, that the consumers are not necessarily buying the argument that, things are slowing down. And that's precisely what happened. (laughs) We got a much hotter than expected retail sales report. They were projecting a 0.4% increase month over month. We actually got a 0.6% increase. That's a 50% jump from what they were expecting. And it was one of the biggest jumps that we've seen all, all year. So we saw a huge jump in January of last year, 2.8%. But other than that, we saw one month at 0.8 and then two other months at 0.7. That 0.6 number that we got in December matched what we saw in July. So it was one of the higher numbers that we saw in 2023. And it gave a little evidence that consumers maybe aren't entirely convinced that they're going to pull back in spending, that there's a slowdown happening in the economy. So where did these numbers come from? So originally I thought, okay, well maybe we saw like a jump in energy prices or something. No, gasoline stations down 1.3%. And we kind of knew that. We saw the inflation report. We saw CPI. We knew what was happening with energy prices, a little bit of an uptick, nothing substantial. So where did the jump come from? Well, we saw a 3% jump in department stores, 1.3% jump in general merchandise stores, 1.5% jump in clothing stores, and a 1.5% jump in online uh, retailers. (laughs) That's the word I was looking for. So we're seeing proof that consumers are still spending money. Now, we did see a big drop in furniture stores. They fell 1%. Health and personal care stores fell 1.4%. As I mentioned, gasoline, gas stations were down 1.3%. But for the most part, consumers are still spending money. 
and that is above the rate of inflation. I can't remember what CPI was. It was like 0.2 or 0.3, but this is above the rate of inflation, meaning consumers are not just keeping up with rising prices. They are out spending those increases. So they are spending more money. So that report came out and I thought, okay, well, that's going to move rates a little bit. And it did, but being in the housing sector, my big concern or what I was watching, home builder confidence. You know, we'd seen rates fall in November. And in November, early December, was that going to have an impact on home builder confidence? And man, oh man, it did nationally. But I want to talk about where we are, and that is the South. And man, oh man, did we see a good start to 2024, or at least that's what home builders are thinking. Home builder confidence jumped to the highest level since August to start 2024. Home builder confidence, according to the National Association of Home Builders, Wells Fargo Housing Market Index jumped to an index of 49 to start 2024. So just barely missing that 50 number, which is the break-even point, where you have home builders, half of them are not happy or not confident, the other half are confident. That 50 is a big number. But here's what's really crazy. A 10-point jump. So we were at 39 in November. We jumped to 49. Highest level since August. We're up 10 points from the same time last year. But here's what's just amazing about that jump. When you break that number down, so we went from 39 to 49. That was a 25.6% increase. The last time we saw a jump that big, month over month, was June 2020. Now, remember what was happening in June 2020. We just been through the beginning of COVID. Nobody knew it was going to happen. Everything in the economy plummeted. And then, of course, people realized, oh, my gosh, people are buying houses. <laughs> and then they're really, really, they really want to buy houses. So we saw a big jump in June 2020. If you remove that component, because that was kind of a weird thing. The last time we saw a jump that big, October 20, or excuse me, October 2011. That was the last time we saw it jump that big. 2011. When the end jump, here's what's funny about this. So 2011, think about that, what was happening. We are recovering from the great downturn, the great recession. When that happened, the index jumped four points to 19. So it was at 15 and a jump to 19. Now we're talking about a jump from 39 to 49. <laughs> so a little different, I will say, a little different. So things are looking up in the South with regards to home building. National numbers matter because that's going to impact the way the Fed's not looking at the South, right? They're looking at the national data. The national index, thanks to the South, jumped seven points from December to an index of 44. That is the highest level since September. And when you break down why we saw that big of a jump, it's even more promising. Optimism. 
It's all about optimism. Builders, when looking at, you know, there's three major components of the Home Builder Confidence Index, the Wells Fargo Housing Market Index. One of them is single family home sales in the next six months. That number jumped, (laughs) this is crazy, a 12 point jump to 57. So it jumped from 45 to 57, well above 50. And that is the highest level since July. The two other categories, we did see positive movement. Current single family sales jumped seven points, so big jump to 48, but still under 50. And traffic of prospective buyers rose five points to 29. So that's still the lowest index. But that stat, the six-month jump, and what they think is going to be happening six months from now, they are very optimistic. That's the national data. Can you imagine what the South number is? (laughs) If we saw that overall number jump 10 points, it's got it. They don't break that down, but it's it's got to be impressive. Uh, now, looking at the other region, the Northeast saw a slight increase. They're still on top, number one spot, to uh, fifty six. I think it it jumped uh, one point, and this is the third straight month that the Northeast has been above fifty. Uh, the West actually jumped into the number three spot with a nine point jump to thirty eight, and the Midwest at one point was super hot. They have definitely cooled off. Uh, They were flat month over month with an index of 35. So, like I said, I mean, I know all of 23, the South was like carrying new construction. (laughs) It looks like that might be the case with sort of the revival in 2024. Robert Dietz, the chief economist, the National Association of Home Builders, said that falling mortgage rates are great and they will help the demand side of the equation, but the supply side could still be having problems. Saying, quote, mortgage rates have decreased by more than 110 basis points since late October per Freddie Mac, lifting the future sales expectations component in the HMI into positive territory for the first time since August. As home building expands in 24, the market will see growing supply side challenges in the form of higher prices and or shortages of lumber, lots, and labor. Because sure, I mean, we've seen builders, I mean, they've been kind of holding steady, there's no doubt, but they've definitely pulled back. And if we see rates fall, potentially, let's, let's say we get a five handle, at some point you could see a lot of people saying, all right, finally, we can move. People that were sitting on three, 4% mortgage rates, and they're like, I, I can't trade this up for eight. But, you know, five and three quarters? Low sixes? Yeah, maybe. We got all this equity, that'll that'll make up for it. But if that happens, you're going to see a whole bunch of demand. And sure, we have a lot of homes. I mean, I go on Zillow, I look every day, and I see a lot of new homes for sale. So builders, like I said, have been holding steady. But there hasn't been that craziness that we saw in 21 or 22 
if we did see a big jump in demand, that would definitely, definitely put some price pressure uh, or would push prices upward. Some upward pressure on prices. That's what I was going for. <laughs> to sound smart. But yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And so that's what sort of Dietz is warning. He's saying, hey, listen, you know, you know, we've seen demand fall, but supply continues to remain, continues to be a problem. And it hasn't really been solved <laughs> because builders kind of slowed down when rates increased. They were concerned. They were like, oh, this is going to price a lot of people out of the market. And so he's saying, hey, it'll be great if we see mortgage rates fall, demand's going to increase, but that could still be a problem on the supply side. So a lot of this, so we basically got two reports showing heat in the economy on the housing side and on the consumer side. So we got consumers are still spending. And then of course we got the housing market starting to show signs of warming up. I wouldn't say hot, but we're, we're, we're warming up because we're still kind of cold. I mean, that number still, the national index is still below 50. Even this Southern data is still below 50, but all of this did push up rates and the, 10-year closed Wednesday above 4.1%. And we have not seen that in over a month. December 12th was the last time the 10-year closed above 4.1%. And, I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, we got a hotter. I mean, in all honesty, I'm surprised rates haven't gone up more. And so a lot of people are going to be upset that we've seen a little increase in rates. But the reality is, is that we've this month so far, we've got a hotter than expected jobs report, hotter than expected inflation report, hotter than expected retail report, and a hotter than expected home builder report. Now, today, we're going to be getting data on actual construction. So we're getting building permits housing starts, and housing completions. If that comes in hot, <laughs> I don't know what could happen. Um, so just to give you a heads up, building permits are expected to have risen by 0.5% in December. Housing starts are actually expected to fall 1.1% in December. Uh, we're also going to be getting jobless claims expected to rise to 207,000, so not a real big jump there. Mortgage rate data, at noon from Freddie Mac and then the Japanese inflation rate at seven o'clock. So if we get more evidence of hotter housing market, and I, that's hotter than what we've been expecting because everything's still pretty cold in the housing market. We are still well down from the highs that we saw a couple of years ago. But that once again could be evidence of an overall hotter economy, which could mean that the feds are going to be even slower to lower rates. And so y'all got, you got to take this all into account. And so, as I said, um, unfortunately, I just did not have time to get to the local data from the KFIA realtors. They released their monthly report. I saw it come out. I did see it. I'm aware of it. I did not get a chance to break it down. I was just too busy. I was just too busy on Wednesday to get to it. But hopefully, either tomorrow 
or Monday. We will get to it here on the Markets and Mortgages podcast. But we got to go. I've already let you know what's going to be happening today. I mean, this is not bad. I mean, it's, it's good for housing. Home builders are, are feeling confident. See more construction. We'll see what happens today <laughs> with actual data. So, you know, home builder confidence is just what they're feeling. This data will show us what they're actually doing. Now, of course, once again, home builder confidence is looking at what people are feeling now in January. This is what they're looking at last month, kind of how they were, how they acted in December. So you can see a discrepancy there. You can see kind of conflicting data. It doesn't necessarily mean that one report is wrong because it's different times. Lots happened in a month. I mean, rates, as Robert Dietz pointed out, rates have seen quite the move. And so you could see a lot of change in the way home builders approach their job from where they were last month to where they are this month. So we'll talk about it on the Friday edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.